Hi, I'm Jim Purdue of Purdue Chicken. Unlike our competitor who's gone back to feeding their chickens antibiotics, we at Purdue will remain no antibiotics ever. No antibiotics ever because we raise our chickens in a healthy environment, so they don't need them. No antibiotics ever takes more time and money, but it's the right thing to do. So when you buy chicken, look for the Purdue label to make sure your chicken is no antibiotics ever. Get the facts at Purdue.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, Brad. You know how Nationwide is more than an insurance company? Yeah, they're one of America's largest financial services companies. We get that in a song like business life retirement. Or Nationwide's there to protect. I'm kind of the jingle guy. Not sure I agree with that. Well, I'm not sure I like your hat. Well, it would never fit on you. Products issued by Nationwide Life Insurance Company or Nationwide Life and Annuity Insurance Company. The general distributor for variable products is Nationwide Investment Services Corporation, member FINRA, Columbus, Ohio. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. The McNugget Buddies are back. But this time, they got a fresh look as part of the new Kerwin Frost Box at McDonald's. We're talking all new buddies, dressed head to toe in the freshest fits, all designed by the artist Kerwin Frost. So when you order the Kerwin Frost Box with your choice of 10-piece McNuggets or a Big Mac, you'll get one of the flyest McNugget Buddies to go with it. Think you can collect them all? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it. At participating McDonald's for a limited time, while supplies last. Last week, the Mavs outsiders knocked it out of the park playing a role of GM. And if you're interested in more knockouts, you're going to get all of that and much more with McGregor versus Poirier 3 at UFC 264. Every punch, kick, and knockout means so much more with a DraftKings lineup on the line. If you haven't tried it yet, Fantasy MMA is the easy way to play. Just pick six fighters, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for advances, takedowns, and more. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Plus, don't forget about basketball and hockey, where DraftKings has even more money up for grabs throughout the week. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. It's the McGregor versus Poirier rubber match. Get in on the action now. Download the DraftKings app and use promo code TBPN for your shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the week. That's promo code TBPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes 
only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hey, Reese, bitch, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys going to do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. Welcome back yet again to the Mavs Outsiders Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Mike Bibbins, aka Bell Bibbs DeVoe, on Twitter at Bibbs Corner. <laughs> That's a new one. I like that one. I like that one. That used to be my Twitter name. used to be my Twitter name back in the day. Uh, I'm here, of course, with my host, as always, Maurice Williams, aka Maurice Harmless. Yo, 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 what? AKA Maurice Jones Drew. That's an actual person's name. You got you got all my monikers wrong, bro. What? Help me out. What we doing here? What you What you got? I'm sorry. I am Maurice Williams, a.k.a. Mondev Reese, a.k.a. Steph Currys, a.k.a. Seth Currys, a.k.a. Larry's Bird, a.k.a. Tyrese Evans, a.k.a. Mr. Meta World Reese. Okay. How y'all doing, people? All right. Welcome back, <laughs> Reese. Uh, it's been a long week. It's been weird. <laughs> Take two. It's been weird doing these once a week. I feel like it feels like once a month after we had that little run, but it's okay. Yeah, the little run, you know, that was, it was short, but it felt like forever. It really did. Um, But yeah, it's been cool to relax a little bit. It's been cool to relax a little bit, kind of work on the craft to be able to do some other things. You know, we both have plenty of other things going on. both of us doing movie reviews your youtube youtube is rolling right it's rolling a little bit i'm trying to stay more consistent uh i'm trying to get to a point where i can put out a video every day or every other day uh the nine to five gets in the way of course but you know uh i'm working on it it's it's doing well right now i'm i'm almost at 200 subscribers on youtube okay i know that's not a goal for you or nothing like that but i mean (laughs) it's it's nice but it's not it's not my goal (laughs) i got you i got you that's that's cool i I like that i want 500 by the end of the year 500 by the end of the year all right i'm sure we can make that happen you just gotta get i mean i could probably if right exactly like you to be honest it's july i could really get a thousand by the end of the year if i really like you know but i'm gonna say 500 for now let's see how fast the, the subscribers go up We'll see. Oh, you legitimately just posted that video too. <laughs> That's the first thing that came yeah, up. Yeah, legit. I was uh yeah, I was when I said I'm about to post it, I was literally about to Hit about post. to post it. I uh <laughs> I recorded it. I recorded it on today's Saturday, right? Yeah. I recorded that Friday night. Oh wow. Was it Friday night? Wait, last night? Yeah, I recorded it Friday night. Okay. Last night. Yeah. 
I went to see the movie Thursday night, but I recorded it Friday night. Uh, I recorded it Friday night. Then I immediately tried to edit it some. Uh, then right after that, I recorded the Mind Reese podcast. Then right. I said, okay, it's not really, the computer's moving kind of slow. I'll edit it in the morning, be able to put it out before work. That didn't happen because <laughs> the computer froze on me. Had to leave out of work. So I had to leave out for work. So yeah. I got it put out tonight, but you know, We'll see how it does. Make sure y'all subscribe to the channel, Mind of Reese on YouTube. Yes, sir. And then you, like you mentioned, the Mind of Reese podcast also rolling along with your co-hosts. Uh, I listened to the uh, Dale Raps episode, which uh, yeah, I enjoyed. That was a uh, yeah. That was a uh, that was a very fun episode. He seemed like a real because cool it was very different. Yeah, he's a he's a cool dude. Yeah, shout out to Dale Raps, man. Go uh. Go check the album out on all streaming services. The Ascension, uh, T H A Ascension. If you don't know how to spell Ascension, Google it, because um, I don't know how to spell it off the top of my head either. Um, actually, I do. A S C E N S I O N. That is correct. We have a new spelling bee. If that's wrong. Podcast. No, <laughs> nah, but uh, hey, yeah, hey, I, I'm I, ready I, to challenge the girl from New Orleans. I don't know about all that, player. Slow your roll. <laughs> uh, but I can co-sign the album. Uh, he's definitely got some joints. I think he's known as a YouTuber, I guess, but uh definitely he has bars. Like he's genuinely he's a legit rapper. Yeah, he started the uh he really started rapping, but then once he got into the YouTube thing, he was doing it so well, started blowing up. I think he's close to ten thousand subscribers now. Um and he just hit a thousand like a few months ago. So uh shout out to Dell Raps, man. For real. Awesome. Check his YouTube out too. West Side Deli. There we go. We got all the plugs out the way. Um this is a mailbag episode if you haven't noticed the lack of urgency to get to talking about basketball. Uh there was some big Mavs related news this week. And fortunately, it's not anything super negative or anything like that, but Jamal Mosley was technically under contract with the Mavericks since uh, Carlisle decided he was not going to complete his contract. But uh, apparently, for whatever reason, I'm guessing it's because he's out with Team USA right now. Uh, there hasn't been an official announcement, but it, it, everybody is acting as if it's a done deal that he's going to be the coach of the Orlando Magic. So I'm definitely happy for him personally. Um, excited to see him get to work with a good young team. Uh, any thoughts from yourself? Uh, bittersweet for me. Uh, obviously, I'm happy for Coach Mose. Uh, but I hate to see him go, even though once I knew Jason Kidd was getting the job, that meant Jamal Mosley was going to go because, for the most part, new head coaches like their own coaching staff. Uh, Jamal Mosley obviously was uh, – the, the word is escaping me, but he was established there. He was established there. He was part of Rick's coaching staff. Right. Obviously, we wanted him to get the job. So many teams were interested in him. So the minute the Mavericks went with Jason Kidd over Mose, we knew we're probably going to lose him. So yeah. I am happy for him, though. That Orlando job, believe it or not, is a really good job to have right now. Uh, they have some really nice young players. They have the number five and eight pick in the draft. Yeah, they got some, some assets, if you will. In a very deep draft. Right. So, uh, shout out to Coach Mose. I mean, it's all but official. So, uh, congratulations, or I hope you get the job. So, 
hopefully he can he can do something with Orlando because Orlando was basically a farming system for the entire NBA. <laughs> that's what they've been historically. I'm hoping that that that, that those days are over. Um, well, they might not be quite over because they got a lot of young talents and people are going to play their ways out or in. Uh, they got a couple of restricted free agents centers in Wendell Carter and Obama. So we'll see what happens with those two just to start. But again, it's a good opportunity for them, low expectations. So no pressure, just needs to kind of build every year going forward. But I think he'll be all right. Um, was there any other Mavs related news this week? To my knowledge, I can't think of. I think we hired a uh, kid assistant. I was about to oh, say yeah. Sydney. Yeah, Sweeney, I can't remember whose name though. It was it's something Sweeney. I was about to say Sydney Sweeney. That would be a, yeah, something Sweeney. That would be an interesting side. <laughs> Let me look it up. Let me look it up right now. So so you know, somebody will so know. people won't be like, oh my god, you guys don't shut the fuck up. <laughs> my bad. I mean to be so mean. I, I didn't mean to be so mean. Oh man, yeah. Uh, I, I really just searched Sydney Sweeney like a dumbass. Well, I mean. Sean Sweeney. There we Sean go. Sweeney. So I knew it was something Sweeney. Mavericks are in advanced talks to hire Detroit's Sean Sweeney as an assistant to new coach Jason Kidd as Kidd begins to assemble his coaching staff. League sources say Sweeney coached under Kidd with Brooklyn and Oh, God, no. I didn't know that. So, with that said, <laughs> <laughs> with that said, he allegedly is like the developmental guy, the guy that helped develop Middleton and Giannis, like that's okay. that's what he did. Um, but he also was a defensive schemer, who did come up with some inventive stuff. But the league figured it out pretty quickly. Uh, so we'll see what he brings to the table. If anything, all right. Uh, Look, I'm kid, kid. at this point. <laughs> I'm open. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, like we just. I'm. I'm personally. I'm ready to sit back. And see what they do before I, I judge anything. So we'll see what happens. That that goes for uh, the, the the coaching staff as well as the front office situation. Um, let's get into these questions. <clears throat> yeah, let's get into them. This did we get a lot? Uh, I saw like eleven comments when I checked last time. I don't know if we got any additional, but we'll see. I think some people asked more than one question as well. Um, a if y'all think of Shout anything, <laughs> yeah. Thank you to those who responded. We, we definitely run through these, get to shout outs, all that good stuff. Uh, let's do it. Man on the street. And that's at Homeboy Smurf on Twitter. Okay. Oh, yeah, I ran out <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, so he asked a couple of questions. The first one that pops up on my list, what type of offense do you think kid will run? Asking because I think the previous head coach just tossed the ball to the best player. What do you got? Um, as far as the second part of the question goes, I disagree. Um, I think Carlisle has, for the most part, really been a coach whose system has been very balanced and centered around team play. Uh, I guess Luca coming in changed that a bit and, you know, his emergence. Maybe they wanted to go with a new style. Maybe he was forced to do it. Who knows? But um, it's hard for me to tell what kid will do with Luca. I'm sorry. What kid will do with the offense? 
I'm so used to Luca just being the offense. When I hear offense, I just say Luca. Um, it's I'm not sure what he'll do with the offense. Um, to be honest, it's, it's hard for me to tell. Last time we saw him, he was in Milwaukee. Milwaukee's a completely different team than Dallas. Uh, maybe he'll do something different, like move Luca to starting small forward or something like that. I don't know. I think he was the first person to really move Giannis to the power forward. Because I mean, no, he played Giannis at point guard, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah he Luke played him at point, point guard. So he'll probably keep Luca at point, or maybe move him to small forward. Who knows? Uh, I'm not sure. I am, even though I'm not excited about the kid hiring. I am excited to see what he does with the offense and if it works. So we'll see. Okay. Um, I got to be honest. This is not something I usually get into quite to be honest. I, um, I want to see obvious things happen with the offense, like your best players getting the ball in the best positions to affect positive results offensively with that said I don't want to see a lot of ISO I don't want to see Luca having the ball in his hands 80% of the time but I think that that's going to come down to personnel so quite honestly I got to see what this this offseason shakes out like before I can really make any calls there Um, I think that kid has proven like we said to be kind of flexible and inventive with his offensive decisions so I'm hoping that he allows the roster to dictate what his offense looks like versus trying to force a round peg through a square hole in this situation. Uh, what else? Anything else on that one? Uh, that was actually very well put. Um, <laughs> no, nothing else. All right. Uh, his second question is a little interesting. Uh, if you were a tree, which Mavs move of the last five years would you throw shade on? And what potential deal, besides the ones you've talked in the show already, would you give limbs to fire up? So let me just translate that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a long one. A simplification is, what move in the last five years did you not like? And what potential deal? Easy. What potential deal would you pull the trigger on right now? Like give up whatever to make it happen, type of thing. All right, so let's do the first okay. part. First, I'm, first I'm, part. I'm, I'm gonna start this one off. Yeah, first part, Delon Wright, easily, mm. easily, Delon Wright. I don't care. I'm never letting that go. The fact that they tried to convince us that DeLon Wright was a starting point guard, a starting guard next to Luka or anyone in the NBA was downright blasphemous, disrespectful to our character, and insulting to our intelligence. Period. DeLon Wright. So not necessarily the Worst in the last five years. Not necessarily signing him straight up, but the fact of how they tried to sell it made it worse. The fact that they signed, yes, all of it, everything. <laughs> okay, I can respect that. And it that. didn't even last five games. Yeah, that was uh, Fuck out of here. That was an interesting situation. Um, I'm so glad that that regime is over. I will say that. Um, man, Thank God. what deal in the last five years? 
Uh, this is a, uh, I'm going to say KP. The sign, the re-signing, the, Come on, the we're going to take you out to dinner and give you a max contract, wine and dine you and act like there are no other free agents. I don't know if I blame that more on KP or on the front office, but it was just the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Either you've had conversations with the guy and you, he wants to re-sign or he doesn't want to resign. Maybe you need to get more creative. But either way, that whole situation pissed me off to no end. The fact that they legitimately kept okay, their phones so, off and went to dinner with KP to sign him. Okay, so you're not upset about them resigning KP. You're upset about them. The way they went about it. Focusing so much on resigning KP that they didn't focus on Anything signing else. other pieces as well. Yes, they basically okay. said we already got our guy. We don't care when about you these said creators. KP. I was like, wait a minute. No. <laughs> no, I'm not mad that they resigned KP. That had to happen. I just don't like the way they they went about it. It just felt stupid, and it still annoys me to this day that we just watched all the free agents come off the board and were bragging about not paying any attention to what other free agents were doing. Understandable. All Understandable. right. Okay. How about you lead it off with the with the next one, with the second half? So this one's tricky because I am a realist and it's hard mm -hmm. for me to fantasize about potential deals. I don't believe we have great assets to make any of the deals. Like the rumors I see on the timeline are so bad, I don't even acknowledge them. Facts. Like, as far as I'm concerned, there's been nothing interesting maths to talk about lately. Like, yeah, I, mean, I don't see how y'all still continue to talk about the Mavericks every day on Twitter. <laughs> it, I, I needed a break, and thank y'all for blessing me with it by talking about these ridiculous trades that don't make any sense at all. <laughs> oh, now, over it. now, with that said, <laughs> I have to go back to... I have to go back to uh, the episode we did the, where we played GM. Now, wait. He did say something we didn't mention already. Who's that? Me? He said that on. Oh, uh, he said besides question. the ones you've talked about in the. Ooh. All right. Here we go. The Hornets are allegedly interested in KP. I don't think I've discussed this one yet. I no, will fire haven't. up. I would give up limbs to fire up a KP for Terry Rozier and one of Bridges or PJ Washington, if that's on the table. You know for a fact KP's trade value is not that high. It depends on to get Terry Rozier and Bridges or PJ Washington. <laughs> Look, if they if they want. Kristaps Porzingis. They, if they are legitimately after him, they're going to be willing to give up something. Uh, I think Rozier is can be a redundant. He played ridiculously well this year, which was not supposed to happen, and is why he survived the year on the roster. But I think that um, they have to be willing we to have, give up. We, we, Go ahead. We, no, no, no. Go ahead and finish. I, I was going to say that the fact that uh, he and Graham both played well 
and there's some redundancy there, plus Gordon Hayward. Like, they have too many guards. And if they're getting KP, that means also less minutes for one of Bridges or P.J. Washington as well. So that's the only reason I'm willing to add one of those guys to the deal. Maybe we have to add like something else also. But uh, if that was on the table, I'm giving up limbs to make it happen. We would have a better chance getting Devontae Graham in a P.J. Washington, but not. You got to make the money work. Well, I guess Graham, he's a restricted free agent, right? Yeah. How much how much money are you paying Graham? Because the money has to work. You giving them twenty? Fifteen million dollars. So you would give him fifteen? Fuck no. That's what I'm saying. We would have to. We'd have to get even more creative with the money. Like maybe, uh, can you do a double signing trade? Would it, could it uh, do another? Gordon sign? Hayward for KP straight up. Make it happen. So somehow Gordon Hayward is not as good as Terry Rozier. What? No, 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 no. That wasn't the thing. You asked so, for Terry Rozier and another gosh. nice young player. So, <laughs> so if I just said Terry, yeah, we're not we're up. not getting both for KP. Okay, I can I can get on board with that. Honestly, they they that would make more sense. I don't know if they would do it, but it would make sense. Okay, I, I'll, I'll I'll dial it back to Rosier straight up. Yeah, um, and then whatever um, it takes to make the money work. Man. Uh, what deal would I fire up that we haven't already talked about? Um, Jesus, bro. What the? Hey, man. If the Golden State Warriors, right? Wait. They wanted KP to play center. I do Andrew Wiggins and, like, you know, something else. We haven't talked about that one. Like a, we haven't talked about that one. I feel like I'm, I'm probably not Wiggins. Okay. KP for Wiggins, man. Interesting. KP for Wiggins. I like what I saw from Wiggins this year. Let's not act like Wiggins is a bad player. People are disappointed in Wiggins because Wiggins was billed as the next LeBron when he never was that. Wiggins has had a really good NBA career. Even for a number one pick, he just hasn't been a star. And that's okay. But he's really good. And we need a nice wing player who can go get their own bucket. And that is Andrew Wiggins. So shout out Team Candra. I could get on board with that. <laughs> Why you had to do that? Hey, because they lost. Those boys are not at the Olympics. Um <clears throat> I can get on board with that, and it moves DFS to the bench most likely, which is welcomed. Uh, we would have to figure out how to More replace KP. Forward. Nope. <laughs> we would have to figure out how to <laughs> replace KP. <laughs> um, <laughs> and free agency, we can replace KP. With and there, there are options out there. There you go. Um now yeah, maybe a, a, a Lori Markin, maybe a Lori Markin, then becomes an option at that point. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. Damn. Okay. We seen Luca work magic with worse, but all right. Yeah. Yeah. No. Getting too creative. That's that's not on the bill. We're gonna, we're gonna keep it moving. 
why y'all just want a repeat of KP? Why you got to be a repeat of KP? He ain't torn no ligaments. You want Laurie Markinen to play center? No, four. See, in my head, look, okay, KP so, was never a center. Know, in my head, KP was never, never a center. I mean, that's true. I Maybe wish he marketing, they won't make that mistake anymore. Anywho, we're going to move on. Next question comes from Sardine, a.k.a. at Lean Sardine. <clears throat> I should have read this one first. Knowing of Bob long before he signed, because I'm a gambler too, and knowing full well he's a dick and probably had a spat with Luca or had a spat with Luca and trashed coaches on the timeline in the past. Besides that, don't we actually want him behind the scenes? Few things. One, easy for Mavs fans to blame Guy based on Cato's story, but we don't really know his full role. Two, he's an elite high-tier sports better, which is in my book all the credentials you could ask for. Three, sports better slash gamblers are good at decision-making under pressure and using new info to make decisions. Good for a war room. What you got? No. No. <laughs> Simple as that. No. If, yeah. If one of no, the, we don't want him behind the scenes. If one of the stories I've heard are true, I don't want him around. He's a toxic individual. Don't care how great his. Not even the is. fact that he's toxic. I'm not okay with these sports betters and gamblers making decisions on basketball teams and basketball games. Let's get some motherfuckers who know basketball. I don't want a motherfucker gamble who's made his living off of gambling. Good for you, but I don't want you running or making decisions on a fucking basketball team, a scouting team, whatever. None of that. No, I don't want him behind the scenes. Good riddance. Bob Long, Bobby V, whatever the hell you want to call yourself. <laughs> okay, uh, I, I, I agree fully. Um, like, if you want to bring somebody like that around on a consultant basis, like if you if you and your war room and your team are having a hard time making a decision between two options, you want to consult a person like that, fine. But to have him around every day, nah, nah, not at all. He got to go. I don't want him around. My team, we're resetting the deck. We're shuffling the deck. I want all fresh faces. I don't want Nico dealing with somebody that's been there for a few years, trying to tell him how to do his job. Let the man cook. And if he fails, he'll fail on his own two feet. That's all I got on that. Perfect. All right, let's move to the next. Uh, what else we got? What else we got? Thank you, Lean Sardine, for the question. That was a good one. That was a little, a little different, but a good one. <clears throat> the homie. And this is funny because he changed his name. Harola Boss <laughs> <Yeah>. Ogre. <laughs> Rolo Gonzalez 78, the homie. Uh, he says, Sup, my guys, here we go. Number one, you're wrestling Mount Rushmore. Damn. I'm going to let you go That's first. You're wrestling aficionado. Uh, when we say wrestling, I'm assuming we mean WWE. Well, yeah, that's yeah, not yeah, fair because yeah. it's a lot of wrestling. Well, going back, WCW, WWF, all that. Yeah. That's tough if it's all wrestling. Uh, I can't make one of all wrestling, so I'll do my WWE slash F Mount Rushmore. You leaving the CWL? The, the WCW? Yep. Give me a chance. I'm going to do that one, too. So right. WWE slash F 
wrestling Mount Rushmore. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Easy. Hulk Hogan. Easy. The Rock. Easy. And John Cena. You said John Cena? Yes. Okay. Now, that's not a personal choice. That's just, you know, biased aside. John Cena had a longer run on top than all of the other the three guys that I named. Interesting. See, he was after I stopped watching wrestling, so he's the only one that you listed that I don't have on mine. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't very well liked after a while um, for a very long time, but he was on top, and he was carrying a company on his back, so gotta respect it. For WCW, Ric Flair, of course. Uh, Sting, of course. Hulk Hogan, showing up on both of these. (laughs) And uh, for the last one, the last spot, man, that's tough. Uh, Goldberg. Ooh, see, he came up when you mentioned John Cena's run in my head. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. Yeah, Goldberg. I'm going to keep mine simple. I only was a wrestling fan for like a short stretch of my life, probably from the time I was like three or four up to maybe like 12, 13 ish. So my Mount Rushmore is the first one you gave. So rock stone cold. That was, that was the the golden age for me. Hulk Hogan, just because, you know, he's an icon and the last name is actually going to be Shawn Michaels. That's I had a feeling you were going to go out of Shawn Michaels or Undertaker. Yeah, Shawn Michaels was my guy. Undertaker scared me as a kid <laughs> for a while. Like I was terrified. I was like, this dude is dead. Like I thought he was like a demon or some shit. <laughs> like the, the aesthetic, like him popping out of coffins and shit. Like I, I legitimately thought he was like a zombie or some shit. Like it was crazy. Him and, and then Kane came out. I thought Kane was a burn victim or something. Like it was crazy. It's like, why can't we see when his I was face? A kid, <laughs> when I was a kid and my mom used to see Undertaker, she always, she always say, that man is spooky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was. I don't know why that's resonated with me so much, but it's true. He was. It's wild. You, you haven't watched Game of Thrones, right? No, I haven't. This is for my Game of Thrones people. They Like, he legitimately, like, what the, the mountain and I forgot what his brother's name was on the show. Like, the mountain and his brother on Game of Thrones, that was Kane and The Undertaker. Like, when they were around, <laughs> it felt like death was on, on the horizon. Like, Somebody was getting broken. The brothers of destruction. Pretty much. The brothers like, of destruction. These are the two dudes nobody is ever. When I got older and realized they weren't related at all. Like, oh <laughs> uh, like I wasn't again, I I wasn't paying attention that much anymore, but even I was like pissed and devastated. Like, come on, man. Y'all lied to me for real. <laughs> for years oh, man. they lied to us. <laughs> That's good stuff. That's a good question. I like that. Uh, thank you, Rolo. We're gonna, let's keep it moving. How, oh, man. He's not playing around. Favorite movie I'm not in answering each all genre. Of those. I'm not answering all of those. Just pick like one or two in a genre or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Just pick a couple movies. Okay. Um, comedy. Favorite comedy? Say it. The Other Guys. Ooh. 
Ooh, Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, that's a that's a really good movie. I really thoroughly enjoyed that movie. Um, I fucking love that movie. Oh man! Since I picked comedy, you picked the I next. Pick a different genre. I'm gonna category. go. Uh, you want me to do comedy? No, I'm also? saying say, no. No, I'm saying you can do comedy. <clears throat> And then right. you'll pick the next genre and I'll answer from that genre. I'm going to say not to like to, if I asked, if you were to tell me today, it wouldn't be this choice. But as far as like first time experience, um, I forgot the name of the damn movie. Oh my God. Hold up. <laughs> oh, oh man, I'm pissed. First time experience, best comedy. Uh, I went to the, the theater with absolutely no expectations. Um, God damn it. What's this dude's name? That is the wrong guy. What was the movie with the guys went to Vegas and crazy shit? The Hangover. The Hangover, yes. The Hangover, first time experience. I almost died in the theater. Legendary. Now, again, I, I have changed since that movie came out. That was like college <laughs> days. That was college days. So if I saw it today, I would probably be like, this is too much. But at that time, God, that was a movie, man. That was an experience. The thing is, I can I can probably still watch the other guys today and still die laughing. Right. But man, you said based off first experience, first experience, it it will be actually really tough. Like Talladega Nights, my first okay. experience watching that movie. Oh my god, <laughs> super bad. Oh, super bad was uh, another good one. Have you ever seen? Have you ever seen This Is the End? Yes. So you just like that whole squad as well. That I'm movie had me dying. Yeah, I, I, I'm realizing there's a pattern here. They had a um, run. They had because I was about to say Pineapple Express. Yeah, I had that I came to my head to too. <laughs> that came to my head too. They had a um, good run. 40-year-old virgin. Okay, that's another good one. Um, um, Napoleon Dynamite, you want to throw them in there? No, nah, that's, not a huge that's too that's too quirky. That's too quirky. That was weird. Oh, um, you know what? Office space. Office space. I've never seen it. Oh no. It. Oh no. Yeah, you gotta My do that. My co-worker recommended it to me years ago, <laughs> and I still haven't seen it. Gotta do that one. Uh you know what? Before we move to the next genre, I'm a, I'm gonna say something controversial. Step Brothers uh, is overrated. Ooh, why would you do that? <laughs> next genre. Somebody might try to fight you for that. I'm not a Will Ferrell fan. I'm gonna say that off rip. I do not enjoy Will Ferrell. Um, so that I might have oh, taken somebody heat off of you <laughs> for that. To be to be opposite, a movie that for the first experience I loved, but now I probably wouldn't laugh at much. Grown ups. Okay. Okay, Adam that's Sandler, Adam Sandler. Chris Rock, okay. Kevin James. Yeah. Yeah. When I first saw that, hilarious. Now, dumb as hell, probably. <laughs> I can respect that. I was a big Deuce Bigelow guy back in the day. Well, we're going down a rabbit hole. Um, yeah, we're going down a rabbit hole. I'm going to say three. Y'all can't get us talking movies on this podcast. I was about to say, like, I'm going to forget we are those sports podcasts <laughs> in a minute. Uh, I'm going to say thriller, like drama Ooh, thriller uh, type movie. Okay. I'm gonna go Nightcrawler. That was my shit. Like to the point where that's what Ryan Gosling, right? Yeah, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. Right. Jake Gyllenhaal. First of all, should have been nominated for the Oscar. The fact that he wasn't is a crime against society. Um, 
I can watch that movie right now and enjoy it just as much as I did the first time. I got so into that movie that I watched a documentary based on the guys that do what he does, the, the people that were actually consulted for the movie called Shot in the Dark. It's on Netflix. Watched a whole season, one in another season. Like there was like three teams that did like chasing down ambulances and stuff like that. And they like follow them. They talk about the competition between them. And like they would show up to the scene and see the other dude there and get pissed. Like it was legit like that movie minus the murder and all that good stuff. But um, man, that was a movie, man. That was a movie. Go. I got the poster in my wall like looking at me right now. So thriller, man. Split. Okay. Split. That's an interesting choice. Yeah. Um, I wasn't even very interested when the movie first came out. Then I went to see it, found out it was uh, in a sequel to Unbreakable. Right. Full alert if you didn't know that. Where the fuck have you been? Um, <laughs> which is one of the greatest superhero films of all time. I don't care what anyone says. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, Split is probably not my favorite i'm not you know my my catalog of thrillers that i really like and have seen isn't too deep okay but you know off the top of my head th- uh split is definitely a good one actually let's do a third category fuck it okay what, what do we got uh, you, you, you coming up with it i'm coming up with it well, I, you I know what i would it. do all right horror okay i had a feeling you was gonna say that fuck okay horror that's not a good uh, one for me. You want me to go first? Yeah. I need to. <clears throat> I'm not a slasher guy. I'm a psychological type of dude. Um, I have two options. And really, one of them could probably fall into the thriller category. It's either The Gift or Get Out. I'm going to go with Get Out. Just because the layers that Peel put into that movie was so, like, every single line of that movie had double and triple entendres. Like there were two different things. The the scene I recall specifically when Daniel Kaluuya's character, I guess it was Chris, gets to his girlfriend's house and the dad is giving him a tour of the house. The dad is saying regular stuff. Like he talks about how his dad, there's his dad, he has a picture of his dad with Jackie Robinson. Or not Jackie Robinson. Um, was it Jesse Jesse Owens? Yeah. Jesse Jesse Owens. Yeah. Yeah. Or J C Owens. I'm gonna say his real name because they messed this shit up historically. J C Owens, and he talks about how his dad lost to him. Encyclopedia Brown. <laughs> talks about how his dad lost to him and never got over it. Like there was double meaning to that. He talks about how they can't go in the basement because there's black mold double meaning to that it sounds like a regular sentence but then when you figure out what's going on (laughs) they were molding black i mean come on like every every single line of that movie was so perfect man like you have to watch that movie multiple times to catch everything i watch that movie today and catch something that you missed i watched it three times in theaters just to watch other people react to it to catch things I missed. Like I was legit taking notes in the theater the second and third time I watched it to like clear. Like I had a, I, I, we created a group on Facebook to discuss all the different things. Like, cause you weren't going to catch everything on your own. Like other people were like, Oh, what did you think about this? I was like, Oh shit. I ain't even catch that. Let me go back tomorrow and see it again. Like it was that let deep of a movie. 
Um, the horror factor was there. I remember when she wouldn't give him the keys, when she came downstairs, he was like, let's go, Rose. She was like, sorry. I threw yeah, my popcorn yeah. in the theater. I threw my, I was in the front, so I didn't like hit nobody <laughs> or nothing. I was stuck in the front row because the theater was packed. I threw my popcorn. Like I was legit that pissed. Like everybody in theater was, oh damn, oh shit. Like it was, it was the only movie I recall people being like vocally loud throughout the movie and nobody cared because we were all reacting the same way. You know, the, the best reaction from that movie came at the end when the police rolled up. And oh, everybody man. said, oh, no, because <laughs> everyone, <laughs> that was not a good thing. That's the funniest part. That's the funniest part. Oh, um, man. And you know, I don't know. This is going to be a. Yeah, I'm assuming you know oh. that he originally did have it being the cops and him going to jail and then decided yeah, yeah, that he I heard that. suffered enough, so he changed the ending. But he did put it in a DVD yeah, with that. the alternate ending. And I'm glad he made that uh-huh. change because it made it a fun experience versus like a, well, fuck. Yeah, it 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 deserved that ending as opposed to, well, this is it ending. Yeah, uh, that would have been depressing to walk out. This versus... is going to be a cheap answer. Okay. Blair Witch Project. Ooh, okay. It's basically the original found footage film. Right. Uh, it started the subgenre. The fact that you never even, the fact, first of all, it's so low budget. When it first came out, it was a phenomenon to the fact where people was like, and you know, I live in Baltimore. So I remember people were like, oh, is this real? Oh, that's where they shot the movie. Like nobody knows what the fuck they're talking about. They just like saying things. Right. The fact you see these things happen, but you never see the actual quote unquote, witch. it makes it more terrifying, you know? Yeah. Yeah. As a kid, I was afraid of that movie, afraid to watch that movie. You know what? I lived in that area at the time as well. God I was bless living, you. I was living in Edgewood <laughs> at the time that that movie came out. So yeah, I was terrified too. I thought it was real too. I didn't. I don't think I knew it wasn't real till years later. Like I legitimately thought it was like some footage somebody found. I, I never. I didn't watch it for a while actually because of that. Uh, I didn't watch The Exorcist because people kept saying it was based on a true story. <laughs> I don't do that. I don't play that shit. Yeah. Just uh, certain things you don't mess with. I'm going to actually say two more. One is a genre, but one is a subgenre. Okay. Biopics. Shit. <sighs> I mean, I assume you're going to go first. Uh... It's between two for me. Bro, I think I know what I'm going. But go ahead. It's between Straight Outta Compton and 42. Ooh. Okay. That's not, I wasn't expecting either of those, but I do mess with it. Uh, I think I'm going to go, I think I'm going to go with 42. I love Straight Outta Compton with to see it in the movies with my mom, because my right. mom loves NWA. But I watched 42 at home and throughout the whole movie I was just quiet just watching and when mm. a movie can grasp me like that it's rare so I'm gonna go with 42 rest in peace Michael, uh, <clears throat> Michael what the fuck chat with Bozeman yeah um, hmm. I'm gonna go with that's a good choice I like that I'm gonna go with uh, remember the Titans count 
Yeah, it counts. Remember the Titans. Yeah. Another movie I can watch to this day. Fun fact, when I was at South Carolina, <clears throat> we did a uh, golf tournament with like retired players that we had to run. And <clears throat> the the guy Sunshine was based on what played for South Carolina. Yeah. And he was uh, he was one of the people that showed up for the golf tournaments. I still have the card, his uh, golf card that he signed. And that was pretty cool. That's dope. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna go Friday Night Lights. I mean, not Friday Night Lights. Shit. Uh, Remember the Titans, legendary movie. Of course, there was some embellishment there. It wasn't like a straight biography. Yeah. But um, for, for the for the moment, I'll say it counts. Yeah. But I, if you I look up it. biopic genres, that shit won't be there. But it, it's on here. That's why it reminded me because I was gonna oh, say wow. Ali. I was gonna say Ali, Will Ooh, Smith. That's a good one. That's a good one. So if 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 you question Remember the Titans, Ali is my choice. Will Smith. Okay. Okay, both good ones, both good ones. And for the subgenre, blockbuster films. And I know we want to immediately jump to Marvel, so it's kind of- I was about about to say, I legit was about to say one of the Marvel films. You know, when you hear a blockbuster film, you just want to jump to Marvel. So I don't even blame you if you, you know. I'm trying to find a movie that I can pick that can justify me not picking a Marvel film. I was going to say, but... like, I'm trying to think outside of Marvel right now, but I got two in my mind from three. The first three that came to my mind were Marvel films. Oh, man. Um... It's tough. I know. I'm trying to even get outside of just action. I mean, most blockbuster movies are action films. Right. Because it's not a lot of thought necessarily going into them, right? I didn't watch most of these movies in theaters and stuff. Man, all right, here we go. I'm gonna, I pulled up the top 100 blockbuster movies of all time. Or I guess it's like top grossing. I mean, look, top the top five, four of them are Marvel movies. Jesus Christ! And the other one is Star Wars, like. <laughs> it's the reason that they came to mind first Um, you know what i'm glad you said star wars i think i'm gonna go with the force awakens that's the number one on this list (laughs) that's crazy yeah i even i mean obviously that's not my favorite i'm just trying not to pick a marvel film just so y'all know if i had to pick a marvel film it would be infinity war but outside of marvel uh force awakens it was star wars returning after about 10 years i think at least let me see didn't it come out 2015 yeah that was 2015 yeah 10 years because revenge of the sith came out in 2005 um the original characters were back i went opening night it it was fantastic bro it, it was amazing i loved it so, um Honorable mention to Power Rangers 2017. Interesting. I don't think I ever saw that one. It's good. It didn't get a lot of love. I understand why. Oh, man. Oh, this is tough. So, Marvel movie, I'm going to say I just had the movie in my head. Now I can't remember the name of it. 
Um, Winter Soldier. Okay. If I pick the Marvel movie, that's the oh, man. That was an experience. Uh, I actually watched that movie with an artist I was managing, who fled like a bitch oh, in the middle of the night and left a stupid ass note. Anyway, I'm a little bitter over that still. <laughs> it's still on site if you're listening. Um, <laughs> I'll follow up. Uh, <laughs> I just told that story to somebody, so it was fresh on my mind. Um, <laughs> oh, that was some bullshit. Um, <laughs> now I'm pissed again. <laughs> oh, man. All right, let me get my mind right again. <sighs> Independence Day. I'm going to say Independence Day. Ooh, that's a good one. That was a... Uh, like I usually movies like that scare the shit out of me, like because of aliens and stuff like that used to really like when you watch the unsolved mysteries and they do the alien episodes. Like I used to be waiting to get abducted and shit, but for some reason that movie, this I don't know. I, I'm not the biggest Will Smith fan either, but I, I love that movie. Jeff Goldblum, all that. Like oh, that's that was a movie. Hey, Bad Boys Two. Ooh, that's a good one too. Blade Two. Ooh, all right, we could just go down a rabbit hole with that. All right, next, let's, man, <laughs> let's move on, man. He got like seven tripping. questions. I'm gonna, right, I'm gonna just, all right, we're going to run through these. Let's run through these. Yeah. Guilty Pleasure TV show. I'm going to say Working Moms on Netflix. That show is fucking hilarious. It's women acting like men. They treat their husbands like shit. Uh, they do whatever the fuck they want. Just uh, That show is, I don't even remember why I started watching it. I just put it on there. These women are wild as hell. Expect the unexpected. Uh, easy for me. I don't watch it anymore, but it's Catfish, and it'll always be Catfish. Ooh. Okay. Either Catfish or Jersey Shore, but definitely mainly Catfish. So, so don't, I'm, I'm scared. Crazy people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Catfish right. shit, it's to the point where it's like, bro, I know you're stupid. I know this person is about to be fake, but gonna watch it anyway, because it's gonna be funny. Okay, I mess with it. Gym playlist, top five songs. I'm cheating. I'll listen to podcasts when I'm pooping. You listen to podcasts when you what? When I'm hooping right now. That's not that's not the gym, but I guess that count. That's as um, close as I'm getting to a gym right yeah, now. Yeah, because I don't go to the gym either. But hypothetically speaking, if I had a playlist, top five songs would be "Hunger on Hillside" by J Cole, mm. um, "Victory" by P Diddy and Biggie, uh, "Intro" by Meek Mills on Championships album. He's rapping over the. In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins. This is all new stuff or no? Uh, the Meek is new. Hunger on Hillside was on off season. Right. Uh, the P. Diddy and Biggie thing is a new victory came out on uh, P. Diddy and the Family album. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, This is tough. Yeah, that's why I didn't want to put too much thought into it because I could be here forever. <laughs> I can only give you three, uh, three songs right now. I'm going to be honest. Okay, let's keep it moving. Cringiest thing you've ever said or done? Shit. Yikes. Uh, oh, I got one. In high school, I used to always say your mom about every fucking thing, like a dumbass. And there was this girl I liked. She said something to me, and I said your mom, and she started crying. And then another girl told me that her mom had passed away. And I've never said your mom about anything else since that day. 
Why does that sound like the beginning of a horror film? <laughs> I didn't mean to make it sound like that. Um, but yeah, it was a very, like, I've that was the most embarrassed and stupid I've ever felt. Like, it um, wasn't even appropriate to say your mom in that situation. It was just, I didn't have anything else to say, and that's all I said, like a dumbass. Cringiest thing I've ever... Okay, I was in elementary school. <clears throat> One of my friends dared me to pull one of the girls had to see if it was a wig. And I did it. And it wasn't. And she punched me. <laughs> and I looked at one of the counselors like, you just seen her punch me? And she was like, that's what you get. And I was like, all right, you're right. That is what I get. Looking back <laughs> on it, I'm like, yeah, that's definitely, I deserve that. I deserve that. I, I, I wasn't hitting the girl back. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's okay. I was, I was making sure that's not where it went. But yeah. after that, then I smacked the cringy part was me. The cringy part was me pulling her head to begin with, but no, I wasn't hitting yeah. that girl back. All right. Uh, how old were you when that happened? Um, I think it was probably like seven. Okay. Yeah, we did stupid things when we were young. I got, I can get behind that. Yeah, I think I was like seven. All right, long shot Mavs trade target. No one is talking about. I'm gonna let you go first. Oh, thanks a lot. Um, long shot trade target. No one's thinking of talking about Andrew Wiggins. So you just cheating, cheating. Okay. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Terry Rozier. All right, keep moving. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you sports hate and why? Stephon Diggs. Do you want to elaborate for the Do audience? I have to elaborate? For the audience. I'll elaborate. People may I'm, not a Saints, know your I'm a Saints fan. I'm a Saints fan. That's my elaboration. Next. Ben Roethlisberger. I'm a Ravens fan. Easy. And that's the end of that. <laughs> I'm a Ravens fan and I respect women. How about that? Let's, let's add another layer to it. <laughs> Bro, when you said that I was drinking ginger ale, you almost <laughs> owe me a computer. <laughs> Hopefully not the bold joints too, because that would no, really no, 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 no. It's one of the right. regular joints. That if it was really bold, I'd die right. <laughs> oh man! All you heard yeah. was <laughs> if that bold tried to come out your nose, that would have been it. Podcast over. <laughs> Life over. What you mean, podcast over? Oh man! All right, uh, Slingy, number one William Byron fan in the Milky Way. Okay. Slingy, at Slingy one, that's the number one, not the the, the word. Shout out to homie if, Grant. Yeah, if the Mavs change nothing at all besides losing Tim and Jay Rich, how far do y'all see the team going next season? If this plays out, what do you see Josh Green doing? Boy, we'll be lucky to make the playoffs. If they change nothing and just lose Tim Hardaway Jr. and Josh Richardson, we probably barely make the playoffs. Not even bullshitting. Task Master Luca is not gonna let that happen. Yeah, okay. What you call Ta- him? Task Master Luca. Put the movie out of your mind. Yeah, no. <laughs> I was about to say. I was about to say that I ain't got I ain't got a recent good memory of Taskmaster. <laughs> Taskmaster Luca is gonna come back with a deeper bag and he's getting us to the second round. Point blank period. If you say so. As far as Josh Green, I see him becoming a 15-minute-a-game guy, averaging 10 points, 
five assists, five rebounds off the bench. Team Tyrell Terry. I wish both of them the best of luck. Speaking of, uh, matter of fact, I think ain't Josh Green playing right now? Let me put that on in the background. Okay. Um, any no other comments there? I guess. Uh, MFFL seventy seven forty one. One of my earlier followers over. Huh? Where's this question at? I don't. Um. Well, it's the next one on the order for me. Um. Oh wow. But it's insert good player to Dallas is his name. MFFL seventy seven forty one. He was uh, one of the first like people that would legitimately ask me questions on my other podcast. Shout out to you. Thank you for being a follower. Um, what are your predictions for how Slovenia does in the Olympics? After today, they might be USA. They might they'll finish top three. You said they will. Like you putting money in the bank on it. I ain't putting no money in no bank, but yeah, <laughs> they'll finish top three. I believe so. I honestly, okay. I've also watched no Olympic games at all. So this is just a shot in the dark, but they have white Jesus. So what the hell? Okay. Uh, I'm going to say, I think they have a shot at being top three. I also believe they have a very good chance to be a meddling team, especially based on the fact that we just watched the, uh, I'm about to say the Mavs. We just watched the USA lose to Nigeria. I think that uh, Luca and his boys, his band of merry men are capable of anything right now. Next question. All right, the next question comes from Jose Mata at oh man at paradox killer 23 yo that name was not hard to say when you see an x that you weren't expecting you're gonna take a second (laughs) to double check what you read especially an x and a k back to back i didn't know what i was looking at for a second um but yeah paradox killer 23 if you had to pick one movie to rewatch over and over which one would it be and why let's start there go Avengers Endgame. Why? The moments. Over and over again, the uh, the interaction between the characters, uh, realizing the culmination of, excuse me, of 11 years of film that we've all watched and watched these characters grow and learn to love these characters to see it all culminate and so many callback moments and so much fan service done well in fan service not done well i'm not going to mention the scene but there was a scene at the end which was clearly fan service that wasn't done well because it made no sense let's just say a group of people came together to save a little spider um yeah uh, everything about the film was fantastic i can watch it over and over again i'm gonna go outside the box and say the bad seed the original bad seed from the 50s because i have watched it over and over and it remains unintentionally hilarious and dark all the same never even heard of it it's i mean they've made a ton of remakes macaulay culkin was in one but it was like a badass little girl who whenever she didn't get her way she was killing motherfuckers. oh macaulay i remember the macaulay culkin one but it wasn't called bad seed i remember yeah so the bad seed legendary 
um, a classic. Like we had to dig it up out of the archives to find it. Um, love that movie. Love that movie. Um, and let's see. Are you guys optimistic about the offseason or potential free agents? I am a blank slate. I'm ready for whatever, as J. Cole said on um, the uh, We The Best. Uh, what's his name? DJ Khaled on, DJ the track, Khaled on the track with Big Crit and, and Kendrick. I'm ready for whatever. What you got? Uh, am I optimistic? I'm excited, but not optimistic, if that makes sense. Uh, I'm excited because, you know, we have a new regime, new coach, new front office. Uh, we have money to work with, but am I optimistic they're going to do anything? No, because I like to keep my expectations low with them because history has shown they will disappoint me. So if my expectations are low, can't be disappointed. I didn't yeah. expect much. Did I just see Luis Scott? All right, anyway. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> um oh i got distracted oh wow this is this next question is ironic but go ahead <laughs> uh hopefully it's the same next question that i see Caden. yes it is 117 at Caden's 117 if y'all haven't or if y'all have seen it thoughts on black widow also worst case mav scenario please can I answer the first question? Sure. Okay. Uh, we have both seen Black Widow. Uh, and we actually both did reviews on it, like we mentioned. Bibbs has a review on his podcast. Uh, have you seen it? That's S-C-E-N-E. And no it. Wait, what? It's just have you seen. Oh. My bad. Shit. Have you seen? That's SC, it's like, nah. Uh, <laughs> I did a review on my YouTube, which just went up an hour ago. Uh, an hour prior to, you know what? Never mind. Um, so, yeah, if you want our thoughts on it, go watch them and Ooh. go listen to them. Ooh. Ooh. And I'll even throw you a bone. That the, the episode is like an hour long, but the first 10, 12 minutes is my like personal thoughts. The rest of it, I have. <clears throat> shot on where we get into spoilers and stuff we actually started talking about the young avengers for like 15 minutes i cut that out um and then at the end i have like three minutes where i recorded me and my sister talking about the movie as we left the theater so um yeah if you just want the the bare bones the first 10 minutes i give you that uh, uh my review is what i call a half and half review it's uh 16 minutes long it is no is it 16 it's 13 I think it's 13 minutes long. Just had it up to 13 uh, minutes long. 13, yeah. Yeah. And um half of it is just, you know, review, no spoilers. The other half is spoilers. Most of the movie is no spoilers because there's not much to spoil in the film to begin with. Uh, except for like a few things at the end that I felt I needed to discuss. But yeah, if you want our thoughts on Black Widow, go watch my review on YouTube and watch Bibb's review, listen to Bibb's review on his podcast. And there it is. Uh, and I did see Old Man Scola. I wasn't tripping. Um, good for oh him. Oh, my God. Good for him. <laughs> I'm watching uh, Australia and Argentina in the background. Uh, his second part of his question, worst case, Mav scenario, please. Worst case is we re-sign Tim Hardaway. Oh, no, hold on. We lose Tim Hardaway Jr. We strike out on Norm Powell, Fournier, Barton, 
guys that can actually score 20 points a game. And we do what we always have done and sign a bunch of riffraff to one-year deals. And then Mark Cuban comes out and tries to tell us that everybody's going to be a world beater, and then they are not. We also don't sign a center and remain trying to use KP in that regard. Um, yeah, I think that's my worst case scenario. We sign a bunch of riffraff, we don't sign a center, and a more of the same continues for this team. Literally my exact same thoughts. <laughs> Besides, at the end, I would have said, and Mark Cuban tries to tell us that this was the plan all along. Yeah, that would just make it add another layer to the pistosity that I would have displayed. Pistosity. I had uh, to make up a new word for it. Yeah, that's my worst case scenario. We share the same sentiments, honestly. Okay. Next one, Jake Cubs, 17. He's, it's Jake, and I believe that's an Italian flag. I always get that mixed up. Messed up. It's green, white, and red. I think red, white, and green is Mexico. We're going to say it's Italian. I'm not going to. I think you skipped one. No, nah, I think that they're out of order for you. Okay, all right, cool. Uh, he said, what's your favorite album of all time and why? For me, I'm going to say Blue in Exile, Below the Heavens. Timeless hip-hop classic about a young man trying to make it in the rap game and questioning all his moves. Uh, beautiful songs from start to finish. No skips, bars, smooth beats. Like, if I'm ever in a space where, like, I'm, I'm thinking, contemplating life and all that, I throw that album on and I just zone out. One particular song, Stand Out, Dancing in the Rain. You know, I mean, it's exactly what it sounds like. Shit is fucked up, but I'm dancing in the rain. Um, and the beat is smooth as hell. Exile and Blue together is just perfect. Uh, that's all I got. What you got? Um, X by Ed Sheeran. I did not see that coming. Uh, I was going to go hip-hop. If I would have gone hip-hop, it would have been Get Rich or Die Trying by 50 Cent. Respect. But uh, all-time, Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran does not have a bad song. He's mm. never written a bad song. He mm. doesn't have a bad album. Uh, but X is fantastic from start to finish. You got okay. the big songs like Don't and Thinking Out Loud. And then you got songs like Photograph and I See Fire and... Uh, Tenafarisi or Tenafirisi, whatever, however it's pronounced. Uh, yeah, I, I love that album. I can listen to that album anytime. Anytime I'm feeling in the mood where, you know, you put on genres you listen to every day, like a hip hop and an R&B, and I'm like, I'm not feeling this. I just throw on Ed Sheeran's X and I'm perfectly fine. Okay. I like it outside the box. Um, I only have two other questions. You, you said I skipped one. Do you see two more? Uh, I see three more. All right. I'm going to say these next two. And if I missed the one that you're referring to, just holler at your boy. Gotcha. Uh, um, <clears throat> Allison. Allie, oh God. At Allison underscore MFFL. <sighs> FKM. Fuck Kill Mary. The three Chris's, Chris Pine, Helmsworth, or Evans. Who's Cheeks clapping? Bro, why did you? Come on, dog. Allison, I just want you to know. And I never call you Allison. I call you Allie. But right now, I'm going to call you Allison. I fucking hate you. Why would you do this? Why would you put us on the spot like this? And now we're going to seem like bad podcasters if we don't answer our question. And then Bib says, Who's Cheeks you clapping? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
Don't put too much thought into it. Oh man, I, I just I, I don't want to answer this question. I don't play like that. I don't play like that. Uh, Jesus Christ, this is gonna live. Who you killing? Just just kill one of them. <laughs> Let's do that first. This is gonna, I'm killing Chris Pine because he's not in the MCU. Same. I don't mess with Chris Pine. I don't know nothing about that boy. The other two, whatever. <laughs> Move forward. <laughs> no, nah, motherfucker, you gotta. Oh, you said you're killing Chris Pine. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Pine is is gone. I mean, would you like to answer the other two? Or <sighs> I'm not. You know, <laughs> you know, if I was, uh, <laughs> you know, we just came out of Pride Month. You know what I'm saying? Come on, uh, bro. <laughs> if I was a young lady, let's let's say that. If I was a young woman, if I had been born with a different anatomy, I feel like Chris Evans is a good guy. I feel like he's a, a, a good character guy. Oh my God. Uh, he's the type of dude I would want to hang out with. So he, I would want to be around him for a long time. And that's all I'm going to say for the rest of this question. This is about to go left. I thought it was about nah, to go left. No, nah, I can't do that. I can't do it. Chris Evans could be my friend. I'll say that. Yeah. <clears throat> Which means you're fucking Hemsworth. Okay. She said, <laughs> I'm guessing you're avoiding that question. All right. Absolutely. She also said chaos check. Do you know what that means? Yes. Which means she has fulfilled her uh, her duty. Uh, okay. Okay. That's how I read it when I first saw it, but I forgot. So yeah. Do we have you want to answer our second second question then? Do you answer it first? Go ahead and read it, brother. Go go ahead. Favorite rom com movie of all time. That's tough. I had an answer for this at some point in time. I'm not a rom com guy. Me either, but actually, I enjoy rom coms. But when I watch them by myself, I, I get depressed. <laughs> you don't get hopeful. Both actually, I get okay. hopeful. Then I get depressed because I'm like, yeah, this isn't going to happen for me. <laughs> uh, I can respect that. I can respect that. Um, <clears throat> I've got, I feel like there's been some good ones very recently that I would choose from. Um, thinking back just to last year, a movie like Sylvie's Love was, uh, it's an Amazon Prime movie. You can still watch it. <clears throat> Nandi Asamoah is in it. I don't really talking about the that. love interest. I thought it was very I don't want to say realistic. Um it was very it was different. It it took a different angle and it's uh set in the olden times if you will. But um damn, what was the other one? Silver Linings Playbook is the other Ooh, one I'm saying. Oh, that's a really good one. Cuz again, they did something a little different. It wasn't your standard rom-com um, I messed with it that was back when I still like Jennifer Lawrence yeah I don't really care for her now uh man romantic comedy I'm I'm trying to refresh my memory I'm scrolling through yeah I had to do the same 200 best romantic comedies of all time and I have seen uh <laughs> Silver Linus playbook in like the top 10 um Actually, I do have one, but I haven't seen it yet. 
uh, the best man. Time out, time out, time out, time out. What do you mean you haven't seen it? I'm saying I haven't seen it on this list yet. Oh, okay, okay. I was like, how, I, was I like, can't how say you that's my favorite if I haven't seen it. That don't make no was, sense. That's why I was perplexed. Yeah, no, no, for no. For a no. second there. All right. I haven't seen it on the list yet, but. Got you. Yeah. I can't believe it. I, I, I pulled up a list, and the first movie I saw pissed me off. What was it? Uh, photograph. The Photograph from last year. Uh, oh, my God. Keith with, and Keith Issa Rae. That wasn't. That, that wasn't. Mo- yeah, that movie that was, was not good, good at all. Yeah. Um, I know y'all like to think it was, but it wasn't good. Shout out to Stella McGee, though, the director. She's the one that made uh, Gina the Joneses, which is the first time I saw Taylor Page, who was in Zola last week. Man, have you ever seen Harold and Maude? Harold and Maude? No. Look it up. Right now? It's disgusting. Why, why would I want to see that? <laughs> I had to watch it in yeah. film class in 12th grade. 1971 movie? Yes. <clears throat> Ruth Gordon and Bud Kurt. Do you want? Do I should I just read the the description? Young, rich, and obsessed with death, Harold finds himself changed forever when he meets lively. Accept Oh hell no. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's enough of that. We're gonna move <laughs> forward. We gonna move forward. Uh, <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Oh man. All right, oh, Allison. Man. Thank you for asking a legitimate question, and I'm glad we skipped that genre earlier. It worked oh, out. Um, <laughs> it just pissed me off. I'm pretend I didn't read that. Um, the only have one question from Lee. Who's the Who's the person that you have a question from that I don't see? Is it a quote tweet? It is. It isn't. It says uh, from M. Oh wait. Okay. All right. This is the tweet that you read earlier. It was out of place, but from MFFL seven seven four one. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. So we do only have one left. Mm-hmm. Bibs. Oh, from, uh, oh man, Leontine Jacourt or Lee J09. I apologize if I butchered your name. Please correct me. However, I'm going to butcher some more stuff before we're done with this question. Bibs, how good are you at Slovenia so far? Would you say you can get by in Slovenia? Um, <clears throat> let me tr- let me answer this question to the best of my abilities. Moja, moja, Slovencia, jese vedno zelo preprosta vendar delam na jež. And for you non-Slovenian speakers, uh, my Slovenia is still very simple, but I'm working on it. The fuck did you just say? Uh, I said my Slovenian is still very simple, but I'm working on it. That's what you said in Slovenia? That's what I said in Slovenia, yes. Okay. Um. <laughs> I'm still tripping off of your reaction to the Harold and Maude. Man, um, look. I, I, did, I wasn't prepared for that next line of the description. And I'm still trying which, to put it out of my head. Which line is it exactly? When they said septuagenarian. What does that mean? It means a person in their 70s. Oh, yeah. Okay. You couldn't tell by the poster? I didn't look at it that close. It was kind of blurry. Or I didn't look at the poster at all, actually. Uh, I saw the like picture. There's like a picture from the trailer. And now that I look at it again, I can see it is a young boy and an old woman. And there is a... Actually, never mind. 
Yeah, I had. I was who, literally. Who, who was his teacher? <laughs> hey, was look, this high school. Shout, high school. Shout out to Mr. Steele. He is the reason I'm is... able to sit here on this podcast and even be able to talk about and discuss and love movies with Bibbs. If it wasn't for him, if it wasn't for me having that film class in twenty in twelfth uh, grade, I would not love film the way I do today. So, is he in prison? <laughs> no, he's not. Uh, it was always a meaning behind the films that we watched. Please explain the meaning behind this one. I don't remember because I hated watching it. So I just everybody <sighs> was disgusted. Um, this shit got nominated for a global Golden Globe and hey, a man. British film. You know what? I'm going to move on. All right. Yeah. That's all we got, I believe. Um, Yeah, it is. Thank you to everybody who asked questions. I I didn't think this was going to take a full hour, but here we are. Those were some really good questions, though. They really were. And um, some people asked. Screw you, Allison. Yeah, Allison. The fact that you tried to make me think about clapping some cheeks. Come on, bro. All right. You know what? Close (laughs) Close the show. Close the show. It's not, uh, what it's not what we want to do. Uh, did we we talked about basketball a little bit? Yeah, it's a basketball yeah, podcast, right? Yeah. All right, so uh, we'll be back next week. I think we actually have to come up with some creative for next week. We got time. We'll see what we do. Uh, until then, I don't think I have much else to say. So, peace. Go check out that Black Widow review for both of us, man. If, oh, yeah. if you're interested. But yeah, what Bib said. Peace out. No, no, no. Let me let me do one more thing then. Since okay. we're doing that, go check out the podcasts or check out the reviews. Subscribe to the to the podcast to my podcast. Have you seen with a C? A bucket of popcorn is the picture. Uh, and subscribe to Reese's YouTube channel at mine to Reese, of course. Um, and leave us a leave us a five star review. We like five star reviews. It moves us up the algorithm, all that good stuff. And y'all are listening, so I would hope y'all could take ten seconds out of your day to go hit that five stars. You want to add some words to it, even better. God bless. Even better. We love it. Make sure you wipe your feet when you walk into people's home. You know. Uh, since we on the topic, I just dropped the Mondrese podcast episode forty today. Uh, mm. We discussed. Black Widow briefly. We discussed Loki episode five. Mm-hmm. Uh, we discussed the new Marvel What If trailer. Uh, we discussed this upcoming Space Jam movie. And the main topic was Does nostalgia blind us from appreciating things today? So make sure y'all go check that out. Uh, at episode 50, we will finally be doing our MCU rankings. We. Episode 50. 10 weeks heads up Mm, okay okay exciting stuff on the horizons um i'm gonna leave my stuff alone for now but uh pay attention to the to the feed things will be occurring and we're gonna try this exit again peace (laughs) if you're a beginning podcaster or someone who just wants to make things easy on their journey Spotify for podcasts is the perfect platform for you. They allow you to record your podcast and edit it, not only from your computer, but your phone as well. So you can do it on the go wherever you are. You can make money from your podcast through ads provided by the platform or through subscriptions from your audience with no catch at all. 
They even take the liberty of distributing your podcast not only to the Spotify platform, but every other podcast and platform as well. Just like that. All you have to do is record, edit, hit publish, and Spotify takes care of the rest. I use Spotify podcasters to start my journey. Bibbs used it to start his journey. We used it to start the Mavs Outsiders journey. And now you have the opportunity to use it to start your journey as well. To get started, all you have to do is download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com forward slash podcasters to get started. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every touchdown, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a 99-yard pass to score a touchdown or a fumble in the first minute of the game. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, Brad. You know how Nationwide is more than an insurance company? Yeah, they're one of America's largest financial services companies. We get that in a song like Business Life Retirement. Or Nationwide's there to protect. I'm kind of the jingle guy. Not sure I agree with that. Well, I'm not sure I like your hat. Well, it would never fit on you. Products issued by Nationwide Life Insurance Company or Nationwide Life and Annuity Insurance Company. The general distributor for variable products is Nationwide Investment Services Corporation, member FINRA, Columbus, Ohio. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. The McNugget Buddies are back. But this time, they got a fresh look as part of the new Kerwin Frostbox at McDonald's. We're talking all new buddies, dressed head-to-toe in the freshest fits, all designed by the artist Kerwin Frost. So when you order the Kerwin Frostbox with your choice of 10-piece McNuggets or a Big Mac, you'll get one of the flyest McNugget Buddies to go with it. Think you can collect them all? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it. At participating McDonald's for a limited time, while supplies last.